podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So Psalm 34, verse 8 through 14, and I want us to have a look this morning at just this few verses, this psalm, and a few verses out of it, as David sort of gives us some inclination as how to deal with all that's going off that was there for them as the children of Israel, and of course is relevant to us today in a world that is absolutely full of turmoil. It's been a few years of chaos, hasn't it? A few years of craziness. You know, for, for a time we were like, please stop talking about Brexit. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, we were like, please stop talking about Brexit. You notice that? The news went really bad really quickly. And now we're in a situation where all we're hearing is about the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia and Quite honestly, at this point, I'd take the news about COVID because the reality is that there is a vicious cycle in this world where people are suffering, people are hurting, where war and famine are prevalent. And church, we have a responsibility, don't we? We have a responsibility to shine light into darkness, to say to people that there is hope. His name is Jesus. Amen. There is hope. We have a God who loves us. We have a saviour who's given his very best for the worst of us. For the very worst of humanity. And quite honestly, as all of these things have played out, I don't know about you, but I felt really quite helpless. It's been very difficult to know what to do. Now we had a say in the Brexit scenario, didn't we? We had a vote, but that's as far as it went. And then, of course, with the pandemic, well, we had an opportunity, a responsibility to to do as we were told. And now we see what's happening over in Russia and over in Ukraine. We think, well, what can we do? And it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to process what's going off. It's hard to feel like we could make a difference. But church, as David's going to implore us this morning, there are things that we can do. In the first instance, with our own heart and our own walk together as children of God, there are things that we can do that God will make a difference. It takes time to make a difference. Things don't happen overnight, do they? It takes time to make a difference. How do we respond in the moments that we find around about us? Now, being chosen to be king of Israel, as David was, meant that you were expected, of course it would be expected of you, to share your godly wisdom to your people. David was handpicked by God. So, of course, we would hope that he would be a man who had a heart after God, which we know. That he would be a man that would use godly wisdom. Now, David got it wrong. We also know that. That gives us some hope. Because we don't always get things right, do we? God doesn't choose those that are perfect. Oh, in fact, wait a minute. There's only one that was perfect. And his name was Jesus. People like you and me, humanity, we are flawed. 
We make mistakes, we get things wrong. But there was an expectation on the King of Israel, on King David, who was chosen. He experienced all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of trials. And quite often, David did not, as you read through the word, did not have control of outside issues and pressures. Yet, he was able to act and behave in such a way and impart his wisdom in such a way that calmed the children of God and brought peace to them in the the noise of the moments. In Psalm 34, verse 8 through 14, David shares this wisdom with the children of Israel, but too with us, that centres Israel's thoughts and focuses their attention and ours today on one who is in control. And I don't know about you, but for the last two, three years, I've felt like I need to rely on somebody who's far bigger than Sky News. <laughs> somebody who's far bigger than the rulers and authorities that I see around about me. And I think I need to, to, to knuckle down and to, to drill down into somebody who is absolutely, completely and utterly in control. Because the world, as we see, is completely and utterly out of control. Let's have a read of Psalm 34. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, question is, who's that in here? I hope that's all of us, yeah? Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Listen to this. Seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace. Peace and pursue it. David starts off by saying, taste and see the Lord is good. And you'll see in the word, and prayerfully it's the same on screen, taste and see it isn't, it should be. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And that's talking about Yahweh. Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, the one true God. The word is saying here, taste And see that Yahweh, that the Lord is good. And David draws on our senses to not just look, I guess, from the outside or from a distance, but to draw close to God. The psalmist writes, draw close to God and he will draw near to you. That we're to draw close to God, to know by understanding, yes, but also to touch and to taste and to hear To know that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I'm certain that there are many of us in here this morning that will be able to testify to that over years of serving God. That we can say God is good. He is faithful and he is good. The Bible tells us here, David tells us, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. 
Our translation here sort of leaves it a bit sketchy and says the one who takes refuge in him. And that's for all of us. But the word, the context in the Hebrew is the warrior. Blessed is the warrior who takes refuge in him. Now, straight off the bat, you go, well, I'm not a warrior. And I would counteract that and say, well, hang on a minute. Warriors don't need to take refuge, do they? Warriors are big enough, ugly enough, strong enough not to take refuge, surely. Now you see what the word's drawing us to, says, blessed is the warrior who takes refuge in him. Church, we are in spiritual warfare, aren't we? Day to day, it never stops. Our old self saying, I want to do this. And the new me, a new creation in him. The old has gone, the new has come, as the word tells us. Well, then I have to wage war against myself and say, no, I don't want to go down that route. I don't want the bad language. I don't want the gossiping. I don't want to get involved in the drunkenness. I don't want to go down that route. I want to focus on what God wants me to do. It's a warfare within our own self to do good. And we saw on Wednesday evening at Bible study, Paul made that really clear. The, the bit inside of me that wants to do good, but there's my old self that desires to live how it wants to live. And it's at war within me. And David here is saying, the warrior, the warrior takes refuge in him. Blessed is he. Blessed are we this morning if we take refuge in him. We're not to go it alone. That should bring us peace straight away. Like you're not able, I'm not able to cope with the day-to-day -day without God on my side. He's not a crutch. The reality is that I know that without him, I am nothing. For it's by grace that I've been saved, not through works, so that any of us can boast. God has done everything for me. Without him, I am nothing. I am who I am. We are who we are because of what Christ has done for us. Because of what God has done for us. Because God loves people like us. We're not strong enough. We don't need to feel like we're strong enough. Because David says, look, the warrior takes refuge in God. The warrior takes refuge in God. Well, the wise one anyway. Do you hear me? The wise one. The warrior takes refuge in God. And there's so much happening today that we can fear so much. It doesn't take 30 seconds, does it? Whether it's social media or whether it is the media, whichever outlet, the outlet that we look at, it doesn't take long before we're filled with fear and trepidation for what's going to happen in the next hour, let alone the days ahead. But David says this, he says, Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. David is drawing our attention, Israel's attention, to God. The maker of heaven and earth. The one who put breath in our lungs. Do me a favour, breathe in. Breathe out. Every breath that we take is because God allows it. 
Every single breath we have is because God says you can have that one. This is the God that we worship. And when David tells us to fear the Lord, he's not saying that we should fear God and, and not do anything. No, it's a righteous fear. It's a fear that says God is in control. He's in control. And I'm not going to fear man because what can man do to me? I'm going to say my God is bigger than everything that's happening. My God is stronger. My God who knit me together in my mother's womb. My God placed the stars into orbit. He placed the beautiful galaxies into clusters. The one who holds the world and time in his hand. That's the God who I want to worship. That's the God who I know is in control. That's the God who uh, David draws us to say, fear those who fear him lack nothing because my mind is set on him. My life is living according to what the word says. This is what he's drawing us to. This is our challenge this morning to say, God, this is where I want to be in a position where I know you are in control. In a position where even though I look at the world and I say it's out of control, I know that you're in control. And there is nobody in power that you haven't allowed to be there. You are, you are not surprised by what's going on. I am, but you are not. And church, this is why we so desperately needed a saviour. And why we have a responsibility to share that good news with everybody else. To tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. To share the good news that we have. Because if not, we see what happens around about us, doesn't it? Man's heart is desperately wicked. The word tells us God's very name is that he will provide. His very name declares it. He's in control. So we don't fear what we can't control. But we know God is absolutely attentive. That he is absolutely with us. As he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he has rescued us. As he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take our place on the cross. And then we can never be snatched from his hand. We can stand firm, eyes on our victory in him. Listen, verse 10 again. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack nothing. David continues to pour out his wisdom to Israel. And to us then today, verse 12 through 14, whoever loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from lies, turn from evil, do good, seek peace and pursue it. Naturally, church, if we attempt to go life our own way, our own desires, our own wants, we will get to a position where we're having to do the things that David is saying, do not go there. Do not go there, because if you do, you get yourself into a world of hurt and pain and strife. Don't go there. He says to us, keep your tongue from evil, your lips from telling lies, turn from evil and do good. If we go our own way, we lose sight of God. And it isn't long. It is not long before we're justifying our actions with lies and deceit. That's the reality of humanity. Listen, we see it. There's justification, isn't there? There's no justification at all, is there? 
We see it in the world around us. And David here is saying to us, do not go there. The world continually does the things that it shouldn't be doing. Achieving its own goals, whatever they might be, as horrendous as they can get. And they justify, the world justifies these actions with lies and deceit, all while people suffer. And we see it over and over and over again. Church, let me tell you this morning, this is not God's way. This is absolutely not God's way. The Bible tells us that God is love. The Bible shows us that he is truth. The Bible shows us that he is just and righteous. He is the king, the only God. He doesn't lie or attempt to justify his version of the truth. He is all of what he says he is and so much more. This is the God that I worship. This is the God that we worship here at Hope Church. This is Yahweh. This is Lord of our life. He is the creator, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So when we draw close to him, when our minds and our hearts are fixed on him and his will church is our focus, well then if that's where we are, then we will know that he's in control. We will have an assurance and a peace that passes understanding that says, my God has got this. As mixed up as things are, we can have peace and we can start to find out where we can help, how we can love one another, how we can serve, how we can step into tomorrow with confidence that God is in control. Because the word tells us that we should be living in such a way as to keep our tongue from evil, our lips from telling lies. We're to turn from evil, do good. We're to seek peace and pursue it. Church, we can't control everyone else. We can't control everyone else. But we absolutely can control what we do and how we live. And the Bible tells us to do good. The Bible tells us to seek peace and pursue it. The question at the end of the media is how can we love better? How can we live better for God? You know, in these challenging times, the church needs to step up. That's you and me. That's us. We are the church. We need to step up. We need to make sure that God is centre of our lives, of everything that we do, that we're living for him and that we are helping, that we are loving, that we're serving. And my prayer is that we look at what's going off and we say, Lord, how can I help? What can I do? What can we do as your people? We can change and make sure we're living how you've called us to live. We can do that. Let's start there. But God, what can we do? How can we help? How can we make a way where it seems there is no way? Lord, you've done it before. We'll see you do it again. Amen. Amen. We can be helping, loving and serving so that the world might see not, wow, look how good they are. No, no. Look how good God is. That we draw the world's attention to a God who is love. We draw the world's attention to a God who has given his very best for the very worst of us. So let's make sure in our time with him in the quiet that we say, Lord, how can I help? 
Lord, help me to step up where you need me to step. And we'll seek peace and pursue it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again for your word. We thank you, Lord, as King David poured out his wisdom to the children of Israel, that, Lord, we've been able to see this morning that you are in control, that, Father, we're to put you first in everything that we do. Father, we pray that you would help us to love better. Father, you'd help us to live better for you. And, Lord, we pray for the situation over in Ukraine. Father, we pray for peace. We pray, Lord, that you would have your hand upon that people that are suffering. And we pray, Lord, that you would bring peace to the situation. And Lord, your word tells us to pray for those that do not love you, that do not care. And Father, we pray for the Russian government and for the authorities that are in power there. And we pray, Lord God, that they might seek a better and peaceful way. Father, that, you're, that you might move in that situation. Father, we look to you. Father, we cannot change, but we know that you can. We know that you can change the situation. Father, we know that you're in control. And we pray this morning that you would just bring peace into those horrific moments. And Father, that eyes might see that there is a God who loves them. There is a God who's in control. There is one who put the stars into space. There is one that knit us together in our mother's womb. There is one who is attentive. And Father, we pray that the situation might change. Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on you. And Father, help us to seek peace and pursue it. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.